Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. Thank you for tuning in to broadcast today. We did a boardroom chat the other day that I believe that needs to be broadcast on our broadcast television. And this message is very, very powerful. It's entitled, Touch Not the Unclean Thing. You don't hear about that much in church anymore. It's one of our boardroom chats that Kath and I recently did. You're going to enjoy this. I want you to call a friend, tell him to turn that television on, and you'll learn how to live a sanctified life every day. Not some days when you feel like it, but I'm talking about every day. It's vitally important that you hear this because there's something out there called sin that is like a cancer to the body of Christ and to human beings. So watch this and be blessed. The title of the message is, Touch Not the Unclean Thing. Watch. You know, being a minister of the gospel, I've been preaching 45 years. Now that the hair is as white as it can get, praise God. I don't think <laughs> yeah. it can get any whiter. Uh, I, I think it's better. You can't bleach it. It's that white, you know. But I get questions all the time as I travel all over the world or people send in comments, things, yeah. either on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you know, and want to know such and such. All, all people are very... They, they, they want information, yeah. and they want to be informed, and not, not just be caught by surprise. But one of the questions that I've been getting a lot lately is, how much sin is in the church? Really? How much? There's a lot of sin going on in the church. So there's some people believe you can drink, but you can't get drunk. But, you know, mm. you can have this, you can have that. And, you know, and you have to learn that God's a God of love. Yeah, he, he is a God of love, but he doesn't love sin. Mm -mm. And, you know, you got to understand that the world today loves the first Adam more than they do the second Adam. You see, the second Adam was Jesus Christ. First Adam is the one that sinned. The second Adam is the one that didn't sin. Mm. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And then also they asked me, they said, but Jesse, how can I? It just seems like you make it so easy walking through life. Me, I just get tempted all the time and fall. Mm. And they always fall. So they have a lot of bruises. They don't, they don't bear the marks of a Christian. They bear the marks of Satan. Mm. Being beat up, busted, stomped, and kicked. And I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that today. And, uh, and, and it's going to, we're going to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It's about living for Jesus because I've said it so many times, and I'm going to say it again. In fact, I think it's on one of our faith the facts that the only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me. Yeah, that is said, a very important statement. Yeah, you've said that for years. Yeah, and, and I really so believe that. So true. Also, I'm very careful about what I do in my life as a minister of the gospel, that I don't bring offense to the ministry. You see what I'm saying? Well, cast some, a reflection yeah, on Christ. Yeah, I, I want to be a reflection of Christ instead of casting a reflection upon him, like you said. And, uh, and things of that nature, that doesn't mean people don't say bad things about me or bad things about anybody, whatever. That's not the issue. The, the issue is that n none of them are true. And, uh, you know, I've learned to live that. But Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and there's some problems in this church. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. There are problems in churches. And first thing, I want to talk about temptation. First thing first, I don't know why people sweat it so much when you've been redeemed completely. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Uh, Psalms 107, verse 2. Now, people say, but Jesse, before you were saved, you drank a lot. Yeah, I drank a lot. You name it. My background was sin. I mean, personified. Couldn't get any better. Chief of sinners. You know, that's just how I was. Until when the Lord came in my life, something happened. Why would I love something that I now hate? Why would something that, uh, that I was delivered from would cause me to be tempted? Right. When I'm a new creature in Christ, old That's things good. are passed away. That's good. Behold, all things become new. But people say, yeah, but sometimes all going through these things are kind of tough. Well, let me show you what Jesus said through the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to start reading with verse, um, verse 13. This is an amazing verse, and I really like this. It says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Let me stop right there. 
In other words, if Satan tempts you with something, he can't tempt you with something you don't already know about. In other words, if it's not common to you, he can't use it. Right. So why would you fall for something you already know about? Think about that. And what else you want, what else you want to do that the world does? Hmm. See, let me read that again. But they have no temptation taking you, but such as is common to men. But God is faithful to do what? Who will not permit you, the word suffer, that means permit, to be tempted above that you are able. So right there, that's a winner going somewhere to win. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Hmm. Now watch this. There hath them, no temptation taken me such as common to man. So I remember years ago, and you've heard me say this before, but I used to drink a lot. You know, when I got born again, the pastor of the first church I went to, he was really concerned that if I got around booze, that I, you know, I'd, I'd mess up because, I mean, I enjoyed drinking. I mean, I was, a, I was an alcoholic and enjoyed it. I just, I hate to say it, but that was the truth. But now we say, well, how, I mean, and I would ask him, and, you know, we use 2 Corinthians 5, same thing, they have no temptation. Uh, you know, uh, old things have passed away, but who all things yeah. become new. Right. And he said, it doesn't seem to bother you. I said, well, it can't bother a dead man. See, I, I, when, I, when I got born again, I was reborn. That old man died. Right. But see, so when the devil brings up something that I used to do, I said, that's all you got? That's it? See, because I, I, I understand that. I did that. See, if it's not common to me, he can't use it. He can't use his knowledge of way back when to tempt me in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So when booze would come around me, I, I wasn't even tempted. I said, that's all you got? You got to be kidding me. That was common to me. You see, that God made me a way of escape. What is the escape? Believe in what Jesus said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say what? Say what he said. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Right. So they have no temptation. So, so, so many people ask me, man, I have a lot of temptation. I used to smoke a lot of weed. Man, I'm still struggling with weed. Why? Why? Now, I, I want to get straight with this here. Because you see, what is happening in this last day and time, sin is coming into the church. People are afraid to say things. They used to stand up for what was right. Mm -hmm. But like I never, I never thought that a Pentecostal denomination would actually uh, uh, embrace drinking. Allow it. And yeah, they say you can drink, but you can't get drunk. When that happened a few years back, now most of those people that are doing that, they're in sin up to their neck right now. So Some sad. of them are getting divorces. Sad. I've had uh, uh, pastor's kids come from, uh, come up to me just crying and say, I saw so-and-so drunk as a skunk, messing around, all that kind of stuff. Well, before they adopted that, they didn't live like that, which brings me to verse <clears throat> 21. Oh. You, and then you, I'll let you read that. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You see, what's happening is Satan is trying to take the cup of demons and devils and mix it with the cup of the Lord. He wants to mix sin with the covenant of purity. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, you don't hear about this much anymore in church. You don't hear much about sin, you know. Hmm. I mean, people living together, well, hey, they love each other. Well, it has nothing to do with the love part. It has to do with the responsibility part. What do you mean by the responsibility part? Which means, do you love this woman? Yeah, you, I mean, you want to sleep with her? She want to sleep with you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you love her. Yeah, you really love her? She love you? Yeah, well, here, sign the contract. Oh, you don't like that, do you? Sign the contract, which means this, sign this. And then after you sign this contract, which is called a, a certificate of marriage, go knock yourself out. I don't care how much sex you have. It doesn't make any difference because the Bible said they have, uh, you, you can't defile uh, uh, the marriage bed. My point is you've got to be responsible to her. She has to be responsible to you. We're not trying to make things harder. You see, God is trying to say, lady, I want to protect you so you don't be used or abused. Or mister, I want to protect you so you don't 
be used or abused, you see? But you see, now that's common. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Wait a minute, common to what? See, Satan is trying to mix the cup of devils with the cup of God, right. and it cannot right. be. Right, I think people misunderstand the love of God. They think because God loves you, that gives you a license to do anything to and sin. everything yeah. you want. Okay. But God, because God is love, he knows what is good for us, just like a parent okay, knows break, what is break. good do you, for- Do you love me? Yeah, yes. Can I do anything I want? No, you oh, cannot. Gotcha. There you go. I had, I had to throw that in there. I okay. <laughs> yeah, you, I even you say, prove what you just said. Even I don't like it when he comes into my plate when I'm eating. I call him the <laughs> seagull because I never know when he's going to swoop in. No, he does that, I but I don't like it. it, and he shouldn't do it. <laughs> but anyway, we all have little boundaries. Some of them are really huge boundaries, and they need to be there. Sure. And, and sometimes when they trespass. But the, the point was that I was trying to make, before you interrupted me, which he... <laughs> He was talking like for like 10 minutes. Did you hear? And I didn't really interrupt him. And then I tried to get a word in there. excuses here. And then he, anyway. Talk to the people, Kevin. <laughs> but what I meant to say was because of God loves us so very much, he knows what is beneficial to us. He knows the things that will hinder us and hurt us along the way. So he doesn't want us to walk down that path, whether it be to partake of something that's going to hinder right. us, whether it's that one drink, because we all know that, you know, you, you could easily keep walking down the path. We know many who have. So it's just good sure. to discipline yourself and exercise self-control and, and partake of the things that are good for you. That's right. And that'll help your spiritual and, growth. And I've, I've said that to people. I said, what else you want to do that the world does? See, so I, I, I like to live a pure life because let's just face it. You people that know me, have been knowing me for years, you watch what I do. I mean, right. you know, and boy, if I blow this thing, are you going to let me know <clears throat> real right. quick? So I decided that I would separate myself because there's a scripture that says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Yeah, well, in fact, let me go over the 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to come back to this in a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm just saying you uh, what God is saying here. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. First, I want to read verse 3. It says, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. So it's my responsibility to live a clean and holy life so that I don't bring blame on the ministry. Now, you know, I'm just as human as anybody else. And I'm going to say something going to shock you. Sex. Well, I tell you what, that's the number one word in the world, isn't it? You, you can't buy a tube of toothpaste without seeing a woman in a bikini or some kind of something like that. You know, just, and all it is is trying to make a, a few dollars and things of that nature. And they, say, they call it the oldest profession in the world. It's not, prostitution. I found out, you know, it's not. Did you know that? No, it's not. The oldest profession is landscaping. It's landscaping. That's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Because uh, he told Adam, Adam to keep it. Keep the garden. <laughs> Dress it yeah, and keep it. Yeah, that was before the other thing. But well, watch this. In other words, <laughs> so you look at a prostitute like, oh, she's bad. But the guy... That makes her the prostitute, you don't say nothing about him. Huh. Now that's prejudice right there. You want prejudice? That girl is all oh, she's just about a, a, a whore. You know, but what about the guy that went with her? Oh, you know, you know, he, you know, he's a man, you know. Uh, men are like, no, 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 no. You see, you're putting your sin on her, just like that lady that was caught in the act of adultery. Where was the guy that committed adultery with her? True. See, that's my point, you see. But what what I have done so that I don't bring offense. To the ministry or don't bring offense, it. yeah, that I don't, yeah, that I don't bring it to God because I don't want to trample on His blood. Is Second Corinthians chapter six? I love verse seventeen. It says, "Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you." Verse eighteen, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. 
Mm-hmm. Now you think about that, Milo. When you understand, verse, that's what verse fifteen said. What concord had, or what, what, what kind? How can you have, serve Christ and the devil? What part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Mm-hmm. Okay, not that we're better because we saved, but we should be an example spiritually, physically, and financially. You see. Now I want to go back. I'll come back to this again, and you might want to read something to amplified. I want to go back to First Corinthians chapter ten. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So in other words, let me say this again. Uh, if you've had a problem with, with running around with women, you know that devil going to make sure that it's going to come at you, especially since you're born again. You know what I'm saying? Now watch this. Yeah, but that's common to you. So why would you fall for something you already know about? That's yeah. amazing to me. It's kind of like saying, uh, I'm not going to gain weight. I'm going to eat this dozen donuts, but I'm going to drink skim milk with it. Now, why do you have to bring up donuts? I don't know. I just brought it up. Praise the Lord. See, she got a problem with donuts. She loved donuts. I used to work in a donut shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brother, I loved his joke. He said, she makes a lot of dough. Yeah, yeah. That's where I learned to really get, yeah. I guess I got addicted to donuts. You could eat those a lot but in I those don't, days. I mean, I, I, no I, did, I must admit, you know, about, about a month or two ago, you don't know this. You, you went, coming clean. I was driving down the road and the hot light was on for the Krispy Kreme donut you shop. went in there? I drove through the drive-thru and I got me a... Half a dozen. <laughs> Did you eat it? And, and a little pint of milk. <laughs> and I ate it all. Oh, well, I tell and you. And I enjoyed it. But of course, I didn't eat supper. That was like my supper. Oh, oh now here we go with this. I just But I didn't eat supper. <laughs> you brought and up the donuts. You have no way, you know where cellulite comes from? We're not talking. Donuts. Got them little holes. <laughs> they all over your body. Just thought it. Well, anyway, anyway. Just change the subject. <laughs> change the subject. Look at it. Oh, she don't like that. See, now see. And it's nothing wrong with eating a donut. My, my point is that you can have a dozen donuts. That's not the issue. But in your mind, well, I'm going to eat less calorie by drinking skim milk. A little, no, no, I had whole no. milk. A whole milk, whatever it is. <laughs> Doesn't make no difference. My point is you're trying to justify something, and you shouldn't. You right. can't put those two things together. Yeah. Nothing wrong with eating. I heard, I've had many people say you can eat anything you want. You want cake, you want donuts, it's fine. But you use some moderation, common sense. Moderation, right. Yeah, moderation or whatever, you know, whatever. Well, ultimately, I know it's it's real easy for uh, our human nature to blame someone else. Oh, yeah. Blame, the, like, oh, was it Flip Wilson years ago, the devil made me do it? I mean, it you the know, devil it made the me do it. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to take responsibility for our sure. own choices and realize that the choices that we make have consequences. And I really like if, when we have time, if you let me, uh, yeah, I'd yeah. like to read that translation. I mean, in the Amplified Translation, okay, ahead, the first verse that you started with is so powerful. And it's kind of long, that's, that's but first Corinthians chapter the 10, Amplified verse really makes it. It's a whole it, paragraph. <laughs> it's a big paragraph. Go ahead. But I want says, you to hear this because, you see, this is happening in the church. It really clarifies it because we don't have any excuse. God always makes a way for sure. us. Uh, to overcome any temptation. Verse 13 in the Amplified of verse 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says, For no temptation, no trial regarding as enticing to sin. So right. it actually names sin in the Amplified. Oh, yeah. It says, No matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. Right. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance. Right. And that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience right. and such as man can bear. Right. That's very clear to me. Right. That, that removes all excuses. Right. And then it goes on to say, but God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted not to let you to be tempted 
and tried and essayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up bear up under it mm-hmm. patiently. Now, why did he say with the temptation? Because you see, well, you got to understand this, but God will not break your free will. You see, people say, you know, why don't God do this? Why don't God do that? Because you're in charge of that. People say it all the time. You know, uh, God owns it all. No, he don't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Why? Because if he did, you'd have no seed to sow. You know, you never know what God's going to do. I do. Not because I'm cocky and arrogant. No, because I read his word. It's that that's your, that's your phone going I thought off I put the silent off. Oh, see, the devil don't want y'all healed by this. <laughs> I thought I put it on silent, <laughs> yes. but I didn't. Yes. Sorry. So when you understand what God is saying, look, I'm a human being. I know people are human beings. God puts things at us. I mean, listen, he puts things at us. That's why to procreate, to do what you do. But you, that all has to be done with responsibility. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? And when you understand that, there's ways to be a blessing to whoever. But you see, you have to do, go back to the responsibility part of it. Of that, You have to be responsible to your own free will. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is a lot of people have been telling me this. But boy, Jesse, and it, I mean, a lot of people leaving church say, man, I just thought that guy was clean. I mean, how? And let's just get to the point here. How can a person call himself a man of God molest children? Good God. Watch this. Let's take it to another. How? Let's say some of you are more spiritual people. How can somebody like that be sleeping with the piano player with the wife sitting on the first pew? You know it's happened. I mean, let's, let's don't try to soft soap it. It's because, you see what happened? Well, I couldn't help myself. Now, that's a lie. You heard what Kathy said? She said, she loves me, but I can't do everything I want to do. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because your flesh, your flesh is never saved. That's what people think. They think when they got born again that this flesh here is saved. No, it has to be crucified daily, not just Sunday. You live out of your spirit through a renewed mind and through a crucified body. So uh, one time, I, I mean, I've been offered to drink. but I mean, I had just finished preaching. I had just finished preaching. Went, went to the pastor's speaker room. We're sitting there. He said, listen, we're going out to have a few drinks. You want to go? Remember that? I went, no. I said, what else do you guys do that the world wants to do? Now, I'm not being critical of people, but I've learned something here, that you can't mix the cup of devils with the cup of God. That's so true, ladies and gentlemen. It's that simple. You can't mix sin with worship. Listen, you can live a sanctified life. Now, how do you do that? Number one, and that's the numero uno, by taking responsibility over your own free will. How do I do that? Well, if you get a bad thought, say, whoa, wait a minute. That's not my thoughts. My thoughts are lovely, just good, report, pure and virtuous. I think on these things. So Satan's doing everything he can to make you fall. But I want to tell you something. God said, don't touch this unclean thing. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 17 says that. I'll quote it for you. Wherefore, come out from among them and be you separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. Boy, I like that. Look, temptation is real. We know that. But Satan can't tempt you with something that's not common to you. How do I know that? Because the word of God says that. See, the worst sickness anybody can ever get is the sickness of sin. I'm telling you, and it's, it's prevalent in the church, outside the church, and everywhere. I have a prayer request that I want to read right now. And I'm pretty sure many of you are struggling with some of these things of this person. And I, and I believe you can relate this to what this man named Jay said to me. He says this, Jesse, 
I have lived a life full of addiction and alcoholism. No matter how long I go without using, my family never trusts me. I get so frustrated that I give in to temptation over and over again. It's an endless cycle. Can you please pray for me? I believe we can, Jay, and we're going to do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against Satan. I bind him. I command you to get under Jay's feet. Father, Jay is the Lord over his life, not sickness, not disease, not sin, not alcoholism, not none of this stuff. I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name. Get great pleasure in telling you to get under Jay's feet and anyone else that has this problem. I decree and declare it today, and I use the power of attorney of the name of Jesus to do so. I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Jay, I don't pray prayers to see whether words may splatter. I know that. A lot of people go, well, we're going to pray, but you just never know what God's going to do. I know what God's going to do. He's going to do what his word says. But we have to believe his word. You know, I mean, totally believe it, not in mental assent, but in heart said confession of what he is and who he is. And he gave us this shield of faith called the word of God that will bless you. So, Jay, today you're getting better. And today you're going to stay right. You're not just going to fall here and fall there. No, 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 no. You know, that's what the world says. And a lot of times the church says that too. But God says, greater is he who is in you than he was in the world. And if you've had that same problem as Jay had, right now God's doing a great work in you. I'm telling you, we didn't just pray a prayer and hope it might work. We know it will. Now stay right there. I'm coming right back to speak another word to you. I hope you're enjoying this program because I believe you needed to see this and watch this and tell people about it. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment. Jesus! And we've been to Australia, we've been to Europe, just preaching the gospel everywhere. Just, just going all preaching the gospel. see who he really is. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I never learned to doubt. It's my new book. Get it today.
I hope you enjoyed today's program. You know, you can check out more of these boardroom chats on our YouTube channel. It will bless you. We do them every week. And watch this. You can access a whole year of them right there. So many people write us and say we love those boardroom chats because me and Kathy, we get into it. Praise God. And we have a wonderful time. You want to know the information? Go to JDM.org to link to our YouTube channel as well as all of our other social media platforms, and you'll be blessed by it. Thank you, partners, for helping us reach people, change lives one soul at a time. We are doing that. I told the Lord, I'm not going out there for every dollar given to this ministry. Lord, I want a soul into the kingdom. The faithful financial partnership of our partners has been so gracious. We've been preaching 45 years. You've heard me say this probably a thousand times. We have never had a financial deficit. And I'm going to be saying this a lot more. And you know why? Because I trust you and you trust me and we both trust God. That's what it's all about. Nothing too small and nothing too big. 100% of what you give goes into world evangelism. That's what it's all about, see? I mean that. Jesus said, go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We do it on every available outlet we can do. I mean, we do all of these social media platforms. People love that. People watching us on, on our broadcast television all over the world, translating in, I think, 14 languages all over the world. People doing these things for us. It's just such a blessing. We couldn't do it without our faithful partners who support us financially every month. And I want to tell you something. Can I brag on you a little bit? You're doing a good job. I mean that. But me and Kathy, we don't ask you to do something that we don't do. We are partners to this ministry also. We believe that because God's word is true. Also, for your July partnership, you can get my message, Sin-Free Living. Oh, yeah. You know, sin is real, and it, it affects lives every day. But you don't have to sin every day. I want to make this announcement. That's a religious lie. You sin every day. That's a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell, and it was actually birthed in the church, and it needs to be cast out. If you want to know more about that or get the ordering information, go to jdm.org for all that ordering information, and you'll be blessed. I tell you, I enjoyed listening and watching this program. We watch it with you, you know. Just because we do them doesn't mean we go home and watch them ourselves. It's just such a blessing of the Lord. Don't forget to tune in next week. We have a wonderful message entitled, The Power of Clear Insight. Can you see good? Do, can you see? Hallelujah. Some people say, the Bible said we look through a glass darkly. Well, we got some glasses, glory to God, called the Word of God that will help you every day of your life. Thank you, partners, for helping us today. Nothing too small, nothing too big. If you want to know about more of us, go to JDM.org and you'll be blessed. And we'll be praying a hundredfold return for you because that's what we believe at this ministry. This is Jesse the Plan saying, I love you. We'll see you next week. May God richly bless you. See you soon. Bye-bye. You can broadcast the wonderful works of God right where you are. Mark your calendars for Kathy Duplantis' 2021 Glorious Conference. Join us October 1st and 2nd. Visit JDM.org for more information. Join Jesse and Kathy Duplantis for a special Friday event. Join Kathy at 10 a.m. and Jesse at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. August 13th in Nashville, Tennessee at Faith is the Victory Church. Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. JDM is continuing to provide new faith-based content meant to strengthen your relationship with God. You can find weekly messages from Jesse and Kathy on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and more. 
So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. The light of truth, Jesus is the light, sets you free from the darkness of disability. You're not disabled. I don't know what, I got, what I'm going to do. That's a disabled person talking. That's a person in bondage. I don't care if you save 100 years, if you're living that long. That's a disability you carry with you.